Hello and welcome to a blowout edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. The worst blowout of the season. I believe second worst loss in Warriors franchise history. Lost by 53, but they were down by 61 in this game, Marcus. Marcus Thompson is with me. 61 to the Raptors, who entered 1-13 in in their last 14 games, by the way. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, overreact. You know, it was just it was one game. You know, a loss is a loss. They didn't have Steph and Draymond. They they were down by 60. 60 points. One points. (laughs) That's, yo, that's wild. That is, that's wild. That's one of the wildest Warriors outcomes I've seen in a long time. That's what it is. Yeah, that's. That's crazy. And I understand, like, blowouts and stuff are just, you know, a normal part of this three-point era. But, my goodness, 60? Wow. That was nuts. Yeah. You know, it's obviously, like, the low point of the season. They just moved to three games under five hundred, which is, you know, as, as low as they've dropped. They're on the verge of falling out of even the play-in. I mean, I think the Kings are losing to the Lakers right now. If the Kings did win that game, they would tie the Warriors for 10th. The Kings are clearly playing better than the Warriors lately. So, uh, you know, the trend is the Warriors will be dropping out soon. I mean, they could obviously correct that. But, you know, I mean, look, Steph Curry sits with the tailbone issue. Draymond Green, I guess, can't close one of the fingers on his left hand. They tell him to sit. So, I mean, there are reasons for this specific blowout, not by this amount, but, you know, bigger picture, 4-11 and 11 in the last 15 games, 1-7 without Steph Curry, you know, spiraling downward in a season that, you know, we knew wasn't going to end in a title the moment Clay Thompson rips his Achilles, but it was supposed to be better than this. It was. And it should yes. be, right? It should be better than this. This is uh, an underperformance without question. Uh, and they actually, I mean, lately they're catching up on the uh, the COVID front, but they actually got off light, lighter than a lot of teams to start. So, like, even it, when you, even when you factor in the abnormality of the season, they still should be better, right? And that's one that tonight I think was the. Uh, you know the Mona Lisa of underachievement, yeah. right? It was, it was signature the, game, the picture it was the, perfect it was the signature example game of, of, you know, and I say absolutely of how they of how they play below their ability, of how they aren't like getting the max out of it, and there's just no there's just no way they should be losing by sixty. There's no way they should be down by sixty. There's no way the game should be over by halftime. I mean, they did not look like NBA players tonight. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but I feel like the blame is universal. They just did not look like NBA players. Yeah, tonight. and look, let's take the last two seasons and group them together. They were 15 and 50 last season. They were the worst team in the NBA. There are reasons for it. Clay obviously misses his first season with the ACL tear. Steph breaks his hand, only plays five games. But, you know, I'd say Draymond had a disappointing season. De- the D'Angelo Russell fit never worked. You could blame D'Angelo Russell for some of that. You need to blame the organization for some of that. Um, you know, they had decent you know, like Pascal was kind of a developmental win last season, but in general now Pascal's been out of the rotation some. Like that, that, that stalled. Um, so last season's a fifteen and fifty failure. Then now suddenly this season, which looked, 
I would say right around on track when they're 19 and 15 at the end of February. They're tied in six with Portland. They seem to have some momentum. Wiseman, you know, he had some wow moments early and some rookie struggles. But in general, I think around that time, we would have said wrist injury, COVID stuff at the beginning of the season. You know, Wiseman's development's going solid. Um, seems to be going in a good direction. That's just all hit the tank. Four, like I said, 4-11 and 11 in the last 15 you're now eight games out of six and six was the thing we all targeted before the season. It was like, just stay out of the play and they should be good enough to be in that Portland fray. That's where they should be. They've fallen way off of that. They're going in the wrong direction. Wiseman's going in the wrong direction, which is the worst aspect of the season so far. He had his worst game as a pro tonight by far. Um, and you know, I, there, like you said, blame to go around universally, look at the organization, front office, Steve Kerr, the coaching, you know, the the mentorship from the stars, wherever you want to lay the blame, the reality is this in general, I think we can say to it's like becoming a two season failure. Is that too strong? Nah, I mean, I wouldn't say so. I'd say it's too strong. Just because where's the progress? You know, I mean, you could point to Jordan Poole's emergence as a positive sign. You could point to Steph, like, looking like, you know, still an elite player is a positive sign. But the progress is questionable. Uh, This is, you're deep into the season. Players still are making mistakes that don't really make much sense. Uh, They lost their two kind of offensive facilitators, and they didn't, they had nowhere to go. They had nowhere to go. And that's, man, that's surprising in the NBA. You take off the two best players on another team and you're going to lose. But somebody on the other team is like waiting for that moment. And they had nobody to kind of run the show, control the game. They have veterans, but it felt like nobody was leading. Their young their young players just didn't look ready for this type of situation. Uh yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a um overreaction or too harsh to say this is season two of disappointment. Uh, but, you know, if you're Bob Myers, this is all fixable with a draft, yes. right? <laughs> like you get a good draft you or you make one trade. Like you've got the supplementary pieces in place. But uh, it is asking a lot. It is asking a lot for fans to endure a second season. Because uh, last year was, last year was you weren't good enough, but, you know, there was some... Uh, you know, there was an NBA level of competence there, just at the bare baseline of talent, right? This year, you have the talent to be in the mix, and now it's just, I don't know, constantly talking about effort and mistakes, and it's just, it's just very weird what's dooming them now, right? It's, it's just very weird what's, what's their demise. They are seven games out of six and they were they were just you know and they were just in the mix they were just like two three games now it's seven uh, obviously Steph's you injury know, you know was who's just in six? horrible the timing Portland Trailblazers who lost Yusuf Nurkic for a very long stretch of the season who lost CJ McCollum to a broken foot for what Call two them. months I mean Portland went through it too and they're sitting there you know however many games over 500 and like you said seven games ahead of the Warriors that's where the Warriors should be like you know neck and neck with Portland they should at least be where Dallas is the seventh, yeah. right? Or at least be in the mix of San Antonio. And that's uh, and and, and I, again, I, that's I, if we're just the, talking about like this 
compilation of players what how many games they should have won there's also the argument like hey you know they're prioritizing development which we've called for for sure right prioritize wiseman get pool in i was calling for that for a while and you know in some ways that's that's led to some of the the losses in this rough streak but the reality is they're they've tried to thread the needle this season and this is mostly curb but it's organizationally too of winning while developing and it's it's delicate it's tough to do but what you can't do is is fail at both, right? Or like you know struggle at both, and they're not winning like they they thought they were. You know, Kent Bazemore was asked tonight. He, Kent Bazemore is a guy who signed after Clay Thompson was injured, and he was asked like, "What did you envision this season was going to be?" And he was like, "Top three or four seed." Now that's ambitious, but again, I mean, like we, sh- I think it's legitimate to believe this should be a six or seven seed. Um, so you're failing at that. And then also, I mean, we can get into Wiseman, but again, is he, like he, he's, he's, he's not as good as he was in January and that's a problem. And I, 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 they have time this season to, to kind of build a better foundation going into what will be a massive summer for him development wise. He like really needs it. He didn't get it obviously last year with the pandemic. He got no summer league, no training camp, all that. Like he needs a strength program. Some of his biggest issues on the court is he's just kind of pushed around and he's fallen over a bunch. And like, so there's excuses for Wiseman, but I just, I mean, the way he was kind of yo-yoed in and out of the lineup, the fact that they didn't necessarily, you know, have him in like a pick and roll conducive style when he was on the court at times seems to have just kind of, yeah, that was yeah. interesting to hear Kerr say that tonight. Huh? <laughs> we gotta like let him just do the things he can't yeah. do, right? Let's and, focus. And on some that. of it's on him, you know. Like, like he's out there tonight because he's pressing. He suddenly wants to be like the Giannis version of James Washington, and he's had those moments this season. But he tried it like six times, and they were all like turnovers, fouls. You know, just you know, generally poor plays. And the the blame doesn't necessarily have to go on the rookie. I just mean like. You know, they. No, nah, but some of it should, right? He's just not very good. Like, that's, I mean, that's just the reality. And I know I was, I know I was um, filleted on Twitter for saying it uh, on his birthday and writing a, an article laying it out, but like, they just, they need to see some incremental growth from him this last, you know, whatever, eight weeks or so. I just don't know what that's going to do, right? Like, well, if, if, if he doesn't grow and he has a great offseason and he looks good and he looks good next year. I'll, t- then, I'll you tell know, you what, where it helps. Again, it's not like an or else. I mean, like, if he doesn't grow much in the next eight weeks, like, then they're going to have to deal with that. But I just mean, like, next season is just rising in pressure. Steve Kerr will be here. This front office will be making the decisions. They've earned that with the dynasty they built behind them. Clay Thompson has earned the right to say, hey, no, I will come back and like magically erase the issues. We can all doubt that that's the case. People can doubt that the front office will get the right mix in. People can doubt Kerr, you know, coaching, but like they've earned the right to attempt to run this back next year, you know, as a healthy unit. But you know, they need to make a decision on the center position this summer, which is just an absolutely crucial position for this team. Oh, I thought she was about to be like, but if they don't no, win no, next I year, mean, <laughs> uh, I'll be like, Slater, get the go no, next. No, Let's no, go. No. I'm not trying to bring too much heat right now, but I, I, I mean that like when, when I talk about Wiseman and, and needing to see something over the next few months, they just need to know what they're going to do it center. You know, do they need to like really prioritize center this summer and find a veteran center or do they go into the summer believing, Hey, strength program. He's shown enough. We believe he can be a 25 minute per game guy. He'll be much improved by the start of next season. 
there or then you know the other the other big I mean, thing I think they need to do well, that the other anyway, big thing to talk about right? is like the, you know obviously like a trade is is always on the table and you know that becomes a part of the discussion when we talk about these timelines not fitting Wiseman at 20 Steph at 33 I mean these are just the point is like this is just to me this is just raising the stakes the the more they struggle now the stakes just keep getting higher on next season this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Yeah, at some point, I think we're already at that point. This season is a wrap, right? <laughs> like, I mean, they, they, they've got to go on a nice win streak just to just to make themselves feel like there's something there this season. Because being 10th in the West, it's not going to uh, – it's not going to uh, uh, acquit them of disappointment. But, I mean, with all that said, like, they I don't know how much this impacts next year, except for it tells them what they need to do. And I don't know what they can, they know what they need to know right now. I don't, I don't, I mean, if Wiseman dominates at the end of the year, sure, it raises his trade value, but then you'll just be like, okay, you dominated when the season was over. Uh, I think they know enough right now to know what they should be doing this offseason. Like, they, they know they don't have playmakers on this team, they know they don't have enough shooting. They know that it's not enough to have to, to just put young guys with Steph and Draymond and, and potentially Clay and be like, all right, we're good. They they know you just can't write twenty five in for Wiggins, right? Like, th- there's a lot of stuff that they've learned, and it's this night, tomorrow, or the next 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 game won't be changing that. Uh, but in the in the in the interim. Like, you definitely want to see the progress in some of these young guys because they're going to be around, right? Like, like Jordan Poole probably isn't going anywhere. Uh, Maybe may, you know you want to see Damian Lee. You want to see Juan Toscano Anderson, right? These these players are probably probably gonna gonna stick around. I think that's the part that's wild when you start filtering out this roster and you add three players. And you look at who's at the end. Like, I don't know. Do they have a backup point guard tonight? Did it? Nico just didn't look like an NBA player. Uh, it's it's just these these players should be ready. Like Kent Bazemore, uh, they they. It just feels like if Steph is not there, if Draymond is not there, somebody should be able to lead the team, and they just didn't have that. Look, it's one night, right? Another night, they'll hit 15 threes and they'll look great. Everybody be talking about how uh, Ubre is a keeper and yada, yada, yada. I just don't know what more we're going to learn at this point. That That's kind of my thing. I don't, we, know, we, we know enough to know that if they get a good offer, they need to take advantage of it. Uh, they got to nail these draft picks, and this roster pretty much needs a makeover next season. Uh, and... Maybe a couple pieces from this team will be on it, but 
I don't know what more we're gonna learn about the city. They go, they go to run. We just say, hey, you should have been doing this all along. That's literally what I'll be thinking. This is this is how you should have been playing from the beginning. And why they haven't been playing that way? Like, there's a there's a litany of reasons for that. And I think it's it's on Bob Myers. It's on Steve Kerr. It's on some of these players who clearly just aren't working on their game. Or, or I don't know what is happening. Uh, it's unbelievable they can't make entry passes. <laughs> it's just some of the stuff like, yeah, like Steve said, like, dude, you can't let people get behind you on defense. I don't know why they walk the ball up so much later. I don't even understand it. They they, they get a rebound and everybody's slowing down. Uh, this It's just been a very weird year that uh, might, it might be like, yo, I don't, I don't know how much more they have left. Tonight feels like a... A white flag. I want to see how they play in Atlanta for for our college. Yeah, I mean, look, Steph being back, like Steph in any game, pretty much is given. Why would you play Steph now? He wants. Would to. you play him? I mean, I know he's Steph, and he, he's gonna want to play, so you play him. But do you 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 bring in Steph back for a final push? I mean, he's gonna play in Atlanta. Um, he, I think. I, I mean, look, you know him better than now. anybody. Like, he wants to make the playoffs. It's not a good look for for this Warriors franchise to miss the playoffs, just be out of the conversation for, for two straight seasons. Um, there's obviously still belief that if if they could get in the play-in, they win an elimination game or two, suddenly they're in the first round against the Utah Jazz. And if you know they're playing well at the time, and I assume if they got in the play-in and won a play-in game, they would feel like, hey, you know, like, look, you win three straight games, three straight games in the NBA. You're like, oh, we got a rhythm. You know, we're playing well. Um, I assume at the time they would think, yeah, give, give them a crack at the Utah Jazz or something like that. You know, you win one of those first two in Utah and suddenly you're confident. So I could see, like, Steph and Draymond, even after a 53-point loss, which they weren't a part of tonight, you know, making that argument to each other. Um, it's, it's also, I mean, you saw it tonight, like – Guess what Twitter was blowing up about? The Warriors being down by 61, you know? Like, it's... People are enjoying the fading of this brand, right? You know, like... And this is a brand, the Warriors in general, that I think Steph, Draymond, and Clay, who apparently Clay had the veterans outside the locker room, according to Bazemore postgame, it was, like, fired up because he's, like, having a real rough time watching all this. Like... Man, I wish I wish somebody would have yeah, got audio right? that. Um he they I don't they're kind of protective of the brand right and like the warriors are now we're, we're 24 months into like a damaging of it what they built over a deck over the decade prior so i mean i could see them still wanting to hunt down like a prideful end to this season and i can understand that but but why wouldn't that be like i that's the part that's a little confusing to me that should have been the case from the beginning and it wasn't right. It was more like a. There's no clay, so what even? Yeah, what is, what's I think, the point? It's not going to be a I championship. Mean, if you had that thought at the beginning, you should still have it right now because it's still valuable. It's still valuable. You're not going to win a championship. Clay will come back. You can make some moves around everything that was on the table at the beginning of the year that made you say, "Eh, you know what? Yeah, they're not going to win a championship. Whatever. This year kind of is done." That's still on the table. It's the people who are saying, hey, you can make a run. It's not that bad. Like, look look how good Steph is playing. Go for it now. Push it now. That's the one where it's like you should be disappointed, I think. If, if, you, if you thought they should be doing that, 
So for now, there's to be this big rallying of, let's go, we can do it. That's what a lot of people were calling for from the beginning. <laughs> of, you know, when when you realize, yo, Steph is nice. Go go out here and see how far you can get. So to take that pose now seems a little yeah, odd to I me. I mean, I think there were times where they pushed forward. Or I, I think when they replaced Wiseman in the starting lineup with Looney, that was a, that was a chase for the moment that – to be honest, the way they yo-yoed Wiseman around was probably bad for his development. And that's when I'm talking about trying to balance, you know, and, and feed both the development and winning side. Sometimes one affects the other. Most of the time, one affects the other. Um, and look, they've had some late game blunders that really hurt the record. Where I'm, remember I said they're 19 and 15 at the end of February. Well, look, the Charlotte loss that oof, that was bad orlando san antonio portland like i can name five six we've you know we've had these conversations where the record's suddenly better and they're in a better position but even when they're sitting there at 19 and 15 there's still you know you you can sit there and go it's you were it's feeling good decently. about them yeah it's and they they're saying that to each other right they, they seem like they're building momentum this devolved quickly this season spiraled quickly now you know what what if um Steph Curry doesn't tumble out of bounds in Houston. Yeah, I do think that's a big deal, Slater. I think Steph hurting his tailbone in Houston. On a freak play. It, the timing of it What's was crazy terrible. about that play, if you really think about it, and if you really have the belief that, that that sent them down this road where right now we're sitting here like, do you just give up the season? Um, was the last play of the third quarter when they were – crushing a Houston team that I think had lost 17 in a row going into it. So Steph wasn't going to even have to play in the fourth quarter, and he just has taken one of those just like end the third quarter with a bang, like wing threes to just cap a cap a nice road win to start a road trip. And that's when he kind of tumbles out of bounds, cracks the tailbone, misses both Memphis games. They go one or two in Memphis. It The pain lingers. They lose, I think, four in a row winnable games too, all four let's say they win two let's say they win three of those the record looks a lot different and clearly i mean look he misses tonight because of the tailbone he's not necessarily been right when he's even played because of the tailbone yeah i mean that that is a that is a pivot point in the season and now you're sitting there like you said going like do you, do you like is it wise to put him on the court and it was against teams that they Probably had a shot against, right? <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. It wasn't against that stretch of six games where they're playing the top teams. King it was talk. like that was supposed to be their make good era, and it, it, they didn't get it. And when's the next one, by the way? Was it this? This was Boy. it, huh? This this little stretch here was this the was this the catch up stretch? No, where they, they got could, uh, they they had they have a, a pretty soft schedule. Oh, Hawks! Next I mean, year. like nah. the Hawks, but then next nah, week it's like a Houston Wizards back to back. I mean, yeah. that's the one. You yeah. still have so, the Thunder yeah. three more times, and the Thunder are literally like deactivating healthy veterans because they're trying to lose so bad. Um, so there's there's wins they're going to gobble up in the next few weeks and i would expect this team if i was predicting now i would say i think they're going to be around 500 by the end of the season and i think they'll be in the play-in game but but yeah i, I think they'll get there too but you know we haven't even too. talked about this draymond laid it out after uh the game yesterday like okay they're in the play-in game he he didn't seem too pumped about that <laughs> Which I can also understand. I mean, this is like what matters more is the zoom out view of the franchise right now, not the zoom in view. So I think that's why it's important to do it, though, because 
clearly they just need experience. I mean, they, they need it so badly. Unless you're like, look, these dudes ain't going to be here, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> right? But it'll, I think it'll be good for that experience. To, to feel to feel what that would be like like win or go home I like agree. that's it uh, I mean and I laid it out earlier like I do think they want to see if they can still make some noise but I don't know it seems like a weird time to talk about them making noise they just lost by <laughs> 53 points to the uh, lottery raptors that was a lottery lottery game. raptors 19 and 30 raptors that- no Kyle Lowry Warriors killer Raptors like Two that was fifteen in their last seventeen the, you know, the, Raptors. The part that's very disappointing if you're if you're the Warriors is man, it feels like other other teams like backup players kind of seize the moment. Other teams like ended up even in games where they're losing, they're just like the looking pool better. Stretch, they're playing right? better. You're describing shots. the Jordan pool yeah, stretch yeah. where he emerged into the conversation as like maybe a, a core piece there is there has not been enough you, of that this year nah you start looking at other teams and it's like man that's who the Warriors need one of those guys right <laughs> the Warriors need one of those guys and that's that's got to be a little disappointing because all these aren't rookies either you know yeah Nico's young Wiseman's young but not all of them are young you, you know sometimes it's like all right this is your moment, and you probably won't win the game. Got it, got it. But who's 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 playing like Kevin Porter Jr. is from you know uh, Houston, where it's like I'm just gonna go for mine, right? <laughs> like let's well, get it. The, and, uh, I'm gonna work on the my problem game. Problem is like that was Wiseman tonight, right? I mean, he tried to. Yeah. It's just it's not working for him there. Where and now they're talking about like. Drag him back into like the JaVale role and try to get him to master the JaVale role before they go. Yeah, you know, and that is the balancer strike of Wiseman, and that is not easy because Wiseman has dreams of being a perimeter player, a wing, uh, an off the dribble attack, a get grab it and go in transition. But you know, the problem is that's that's hurting the Warriors right now because he's not ready to be that. He'll he'll be just fine when he has a good game. By doing the JaVale thing. He'll be just fine. Everybody be talking about how good he is and this year's his potential. Three games of just vertical spacing, pick and roll, and you know, getting every you rebound. You can't really he can. do that without That's Curry it. and Draymond out there. You know, the JaVale role was, you know, reliant on Draymond yeah, and Steph creating the lob space, throwing the lobs. He's out there today, and I mean, it's a bunch of. It's a bunch of this, you know. You're kind of mentioning who, why aren't they playing like Kevin Porter? Problem is, a lot of them are like attempting to. Nico Mannion's chucking at times, you know. Wiseman's doing his own. thing. That's what I'm saying. They're looking like they're not that good. <laughs> that's my point. Like, yo, this your this your moment. This is what you doing. Uh, that's that that's that to me. That's interesting, right? Like to me, it's just like that. That's a telling thing. Like you should be able. I mean. This is how you make your bones, man. This is how you show you're ready. Uh, Jordan Poole had an off night. I'm not including him. He had an off night. He couldn't make shots. Jordan Poole gets a pass. But, I mean, you just look up and down this roster. Like, you just don't get that many shots. You don't. So, when you when you get them, you got to make plays. You got to produce. And they just look like they have a bunch of guys who uh, either aren't and, you know, maybe this is how they've been playing, right? Maybe this is a byproduct of 
fitting everybody into the system. You take the cog out, it's harder to do your thing when you're trying to, you know, motion, pass the ball, run the offense, and you're not just being able to to play to your absolute strength. So some of that is just like this quote-unquote idea of Warriors basketball. But man, like, you you just kind of want to see more guys show up in a bigger, not not to win, Slater. We're not talking about winning. We're talking about, uh, yo, this game is down a dub. Let me go make two or three plays. Or or we're down eight and I feel it getting away. Uh, let's take some smart shots, right? Let's not commit a dumb fight. Like just the, the plays that you know where it's like I'm going to impact winning. I'm not going out like that. Like that type of mindset, uh, they just they tend to just they get blown out a lot, right? So that's that's just how it is. And they're getting blown out by teams that just aren't that great either. They're just getting blown out by competent teams who know how to just do what they do. Uh, there's an amazing lack of, like, what you call it, like your go-to shot. Like, how many go-to shots are there on this team? How many players have, like, I, I don't know how this all going to go, but if I'm struggling, I'm going to do these one two, one or two things, and I can count on them things. Like, they, they, ha- they have guys who haven't developed that or spots on the court where they pretty much don't miss. Like, it's that little stuff that you're seeing they don't have. Like, get to your spot when you're struggling. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to get to the line? You need to, you need to get a corner three. Do you need to get in the pole? Like, they don't have anything. They're just kind of like, all right, let's just keep motion and hope we get an open layup. And I, and I do feel like they've just got to be better. I don't know. They just got to work on their games more. It, it just feels a little weird that, I mean, this is, this is, this is, who's, uh, What's that guard name? He looked kind of nice. Uh, Malachi Flynn is torturing you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I get Gary Trent. I even get Pascal Siakam, right? But come on, man. Some of these dudes, like, yo, you just got to go out there and ball with them, right? And, and hoop. And they just they just weren't doing that. And they've not done that uh, quite a bit more than you'd like this year. 82-21. No, no, 81-20. to 20. no. Well, I'm trying to think of the math. 81 to 30. That was what the score was between the second and third quarters tonight. So that was a 51-point difference. So they only lost the second quarter. They only lost the fourth quarter by a point? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they lost 24 minutes of NBA basketball by 51 points. The second and third quarter. Jeez. Yo, that's wild. That That was the worst two quarter stretch of the last two seasons. And they were the worst team in the NBA last year. So. They gave up forty six points in the third and only scored fourteen. Wow, yeah, that's a. It was something. That's it wild. was something. Um, all right, Marcus, appreciate you coming on uh, for this just delightful, rosy uh, appearance. And you can't get delightful and rosy when you lose no, by fifty three. Sure. You got to get smoke, smoke. all smoke. Um, Hawks <laughs> on Sunday. Steph Curry is expected to be back, so I don't. I'm predicting now. They're, they're going to have a better performance. We will talk to you then.